0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life Wealth podcast. Uh, my name is Jason Harwood, CEO of Life Wealth, and joining me today is James Vanderloo, head of Life Wealth investment committee. Hello, James. Hi, Jason. How are you? Uh, very well, very well. Um, I think we're both uh, perhaps a little bit nervous about this because it's the first time we've recorded one of these not in the same room or, or same office at uh, William Street or your lounge room or my backyard. We're uh, doing this via Zoom, so. I assume that is a first. Uh, it is. It is. And it's fair to say we're both a little bit more casually dressed than we normally would be at the office. And that's the
1: uh, that's the beauty of a podcast and radio.
0: <laughs> it, it, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so look, it's been a couple of months since we last uh, uh, recorded a podcast, 26th of June to be exact. There's been a few things uh, happened since then, which has kind of led to uh, that delay. One is uh, I... Uh, nominally had a month off uh, there was certainly a bit of work being done unfortunately but uh, nominally had a, a month off with my new baby daughter Amira joining us. Uh, Congratulations! And, uh, thank you and just over the last little while you've been uh, you've been carrying an injury James Vanderly. Uh, I,
1: I have I uh, got a little bit bored on on lockdown and uh, decided to take up hoverboarding to uh, pass some of the time and it's ended very very badly. Uh, with a fractured spine so uh, yeah I've literally been uh, flat on my back for a little bit of time and a little bit off the pace too. Uh,
0: and look obviously I can make a little bit of light of that because I know that you're in reasonably good nick for that and uh, you're, you're in pretty high spirits but uh, that, that feels like a very uh, James kind of injury falling off your daughter's hoverboard.
1: It was it was it was pretty embarrassing. I was on a work call at the time, so I was trying to do too many too many things at once and uh, it, it ended very badly so yeah I, I'm, I'm going to be fine, so that's all all good but I'm going to be pretty uh, pretty pretty flat on my back for the next eight or ten weeks so going to watch what I eat
0: uh very good very good okay so let's let's um, let, let's jump in I guess to, to what's changed since the twenty sixth of June now the really interesting thing for us is that we started preparing for this podcast on Monday. Um, we were talking about the fact, well, you know, nothing too much has changed. And I know you had some numbers on Monday. I'd imagine they're quite different now after, uh, you know, three days from Monday uh, being here today on Thursday.
1: Well, that's right. On the 26th when we last recorded, the ASX 200 was 5,817 points. And as I look at the monitor while we're talking, it is 5,876. So, in that period, the market has moved all of half a percent in Australia with um, not all that much volatility, especially considering when you looked at the uh, the first half of the year and and how much of a rocky road that was. The US has fared a little better. So the US, the S&P 500 was 3,009 points last time we chatted and uh, it closed last night at 3,398. That's an 11% rally. It actually got a little higher than that and broke through record highs, which is almost unbelievable when you think about it. So it's uh, retraced a little bit in the last few sessions as some of those tech stocks have sold off that have had a really, really big run up on the last few months. Of course, if you're an Australian investor, you haven't been able to pick up that full 11% because uh, the Aussie dollars rallied with uh, with that risk on. So um, it's a sub sub 10% return. But uh, both of those big indexes uh, slightly, slightly positive returns since we last chatted, uh, with not much volatility.
0: Now th- that's really interesting. I mean, as I think we've said at different times, uh, if if you, you had have been sitting here in in March and being told that uh, by September we'd have had uh, a couple of um, solid months, uh, not much volatility, I think we would have been surprised by that. I think that's the first comment, uh, and and I guess the second thing would be. Um, whilst volatility and the measure of volatility has been relatively low over recent months, um, it's starting to creep up again a little bit?
1: It is. And and I expect it to pick up further over the next two months leading into the US election um, for two reasons. Right now, the truth is markets don't reflect what's going on in the real economy. So obviously, Clearly, there has been some been some weakness. Uh, we knew that was coming. Uh, markets tend to look forward, though, and US GDP in the third quarter is looking like it's going to be a positive twenty five to thirty percent number. So, hmm. markets are, are started to price in a rosy outlook. Uh, look, looking forward. Um, so, as long as the election doesn't have anything going too haywire. There's probably still some runway for markets to to get a little higher over the next six months. What happens over the medium term, though? That's that's another question, and it's one of the topics we'll probably be trying to flesh out a little more over the coming coming weeks ahead.
0: Yeah, I I think that's that's really good. I I saw, you know, talking about the U.S. election and and you know probably just segueing a little bit into the economy. I know you said that markets and economy that there's a perhaps a level of decoupling there. Um, but I, I saw, uh, an opinion poll published, I can't remember where it was published, but just in the States last week about, um, what are the topics that are most, uh, influencing the views of swing voters in the U S um, you know, you've got, uh, COVID, um, you've got the environment, you've got et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's still the economy by a long, long way. It's, it's the economy, um, clear air, and then those other topics that are, that are, you know, driving the. Um, you know the potential vote of the swing voter um, so do you want to do you want to talk about uh, I guess you know the the economies
1: yeah so there's a divergence obviously between Australia and the US and that's probably the reason why the US has has been stronger since since we last chatted um, as we said strong GDP growth over there this quarter uh, so markets have jumped on the back of that Australia unfortunately uh, things aren't quite so rosy that's by and large due to the lockdowns in Melbourne. So we knew when this whole episode started, Australia was going to experience its recession. I think we called it in in, in March and April. Uh, Last week we had confirmation we, we have experienced the recession. As always the case, by the time that's officially recorded, you're actually starting to recover from the recession Unfortunately, with the lockdowns in Melbourne, I think it's likely we double dip in Australia and we we dip again in the second half of the year um, because economic activity is so weak in, in Victoria, being the second largest state and a strong industrial state. So that's probably why the Aussie, Aussie market hasn't, hasn't kept up with, with the US. Um, and as you said, the US has got an election, the economy is a big issue, very different approaches to dealing with the the virus in the in the two countries.
0: Well I think we can I think that's uh, that's probably dominating news cycles on just about every uh, every channel and newspaper isn't it the different way that uh, the two countries are going about dealing with the uh, the pandemic.
1: It it is and it's always sort of dangerous to dip into politics because uh, you're gonna make somebody unhappy if we share our views so we we probably will try and avoid that and just we know the rules we're working with so uh, we we know the environment we've got to work with
0: yeah and we might touch on that a little bit later I mean um, you know we we don't want to I guess we we certainly don't want to be too political because there's there's not necessarily a lot of value to that but also um, when we talk about something we're planning uh, a little bit later on the podcast um, it's an interesting one for you and I because quite often you and I come from uh, different different sides of 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 a political spectrum quite often Um, uh, but you know, we think that's something that adds real value to us because we we will find a way to meet in the middle after a robust debate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The reality is, for me, I spend a lot of my time looking at markets and trying to get positive outcomes. So I probably come more with the economic lens uh, rather than a social lens. Um, you know, we have we have different different objectives.
0: Yeah, no doubt. But I think that's one of the really great things about the leadership team at Lifeworld as well. It's one of the things that I I, I feel really positive about is you know we have these different views right across the team, and um, you know if you if you know when you when you're formulating your strategy and, and, and you know your decision making process, you have multiple views. It's just not group speak. It's not everyone coming with the same thought process, and we all just agree on it. It's about um, those differing views, and then you know having robust debate about it and getting to a you know an informed decision
1: yeah and and between you and I we have had a chat and decided we think there's a good way where we can actually raise some of these issues and talk through them without trying to have too much of a a house view or a bias involved and um you know we've we've gone through some of the topics that we think are going to be really really relevant over not so much the next six months but really the coming three to five years, which is an investment time frame a lot of people use and um you know, China and the US is one we want to have a chat about and um, and debate the pros and cons and how that one might play out over time. Um, inflation versus deflation, that's an issue where a lot of people have a view. And the reality is getting that right or wrong is going to have a big impact on the way you build your portfolio. Mm. So uh, hopefully we can go into a little bit more depth. Uh, and it's almost each topic can be a, a whole, whole podcast. And uh, the big one you and I have chatted a lot about in recent times, MMT, and um, how that might be a policy tool used by governments in the recovery from COVID.
0: Is that yeah. a good or a bad thing? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, you know, it's also about recognizing that um, some of, some of these things are going to happen, um, and and some of these things are just about the. The quantum of it, uh, rather than anything else. So, so agree. That's that's something on the horizon that we want to be talking about in some future podcasts. Each of those subjects, um, we we will probably look to do those as an um, addition to these, um, I guess, regular podcasts. Um, but we'll have more information on that in the in the coming uh, month or two. Um, James, I might swing back just for a second, um, you know, and talk about what's on the horizon. So, obviously, we touched on the U.S. election; um, it's it's uh, and you know that that's going to dominate the news cycle for the next two months, and quite rightly. Um, uh, I guess on top of that, clearly, it's it's coronavirus COVID uh, worldwide, um, and and I thought it was good for us to spend some time on that as well. Um, again, this is something that uh, has uh, evolved over the last three days as well since we were preparing for this podcast um you know on monday we were talking about you know lots of positives um you know there's a there's a view that you know by, by some commentators that you know whilst it, it it may be two months three months six months before we have a vaccine it's, it's actually been a monumental effort global effort to to you know bring uh, vaccines to uh, availability at you know, compared to you know, it's all relative. At warp speed, almost, what a great achievement that will be once it happens. Um, what's definitely changed over the last, as has been coming for a little while, but the last three days is is really, um, I guess, hit at home. There's clearly a second wave hitting in Europe. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, there was certainly some press in the last twenty four hours that the uh, you know the very uh, well publicised um, Oxford trial. Uh, a vaccine has uh, been stopped for the moment once you dig underneath that it, it's a pretty normal process somebody got sick um, there's a lot of re- a lot of understanding they need to do to you know was that related to the vaccine or was it just a someone getting sick um, so there's a, a little bit to play out there but do you do you want to expand on that
1: absolutely two camps vaccine and vaccine soon or vaccines going to prove to be elusive and it is going to take longer or not be as effective as as people hope. And uh, the bulls are getting on to vaccine come soon, comes some people even saying before the US election. I think that's probably a little bit of a stretch, to be honest. I I think that's pretty unlikely. But uh, those people that are seeing the end of COVID and and vaccines on the horizon they're already making moves in their portfolio and they're starting to rotate and I think that's a little bit what we saw early this week out of tech that money went to tech which has done really well in the stay-at-home world and they're starting to rotate out of that really high quality business into some of the cyclicals that really really got beat up hard because of COVID so if you're bullish and think your vaccines are, are soon that's that trade's Probably got more to play out. If that doesn't prove to be correct, and it takes longer or it's more elusive, well, that that rotation is going to be wrong, and the money will come back for the for the higher mm. quality stuff. So, yep. uh, the the jury's still out, but it's certainly on the horizon. And the the one thing I will say is, there's some pretty smart people in the in the business and finance world who were maybe on the fence. Uh, three or four months ago would we ever get there they think it's coming in one form or the other so probably probably switching to that that side of the boat
0: um
1: we don't know for sure
0: yeah i mean we touched on we touched on politics before Uh, uh again you gotta be careful but uh uh i I personally would be probably a little bit nervous about uh, the the uh, the Russian vaccine right now. That's just me personally, uh, and and I have to admit, I'd be pretty nervous about Trump uh, standing up and saying we've got a vaccine three weeks before the uh, the early November election day as well.
1: Yes, yeah, well, glad it, it won't be Aussies that have to put it in their arm first if uh, if that's if that's the case. So. Um, I uh, I had a meeting yesterday with some of the uh, some of the portfolio managers at Macquarie and fixed income managers, not equity guys. So typically, your fixed income managers are your more conservative type. They they're worried about not not losing money rather than making mm. big gains. I asked them um, what Macquarie's view was six to twelve months. They thought they'll have one, and six to twelve months is is realistic. uh anything before the US election they, they sort of thought was a bit of a long shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, yeah, my own personal opinion, I, I'd imagine you're probably similar. Um, I, I, I think we'd, we would take six months and be incredibly happy if it was inside six months. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, um, as, as we've said, uh, the, uh, us, us uh, in Melbourne, obviously you and I are both in Melbourne, I, I think we'd all take just being able to uh, – you know, go to the park, <laughs> meet, meet up, see our friends and family.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'd be, I'd be pretty happy to get back to the office. So I've got, got uh, a few things in my drawers there that I wouldn't, wouldn't mind having, having access to. And it's almost unbelievable that I'm allowed to go in there and sneak in and just uh, just pick up a few files.
0: Yeah, exactly right. But uh, it, it will be here. It will be here where uh, the, the, the case numbers are coming down, the case counts coming down, and uh, um, we've we've done the hard yards now. All of us, everyone has. Um, we we will be uh, we'll be out and about soon enough. Um, James, anything you wanted to add on top of that? Sort of in the outlook period, um, anything from the investment committee, uh, or would you like to touch on? Um, I guess uh, our planned investment seminar.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've we've been pretty hands-off through this through this whole um whole COVID situation. We did think it was going to be a shock and be something that was relatively short term. Um that's proven to be correct. We did think we would get to more volatility. And um, you know, if you had have said to me that we have that massive drawdown in March and April, and then it shot straight back to record highs almost in a straight line. Um, over over three or four months, I, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I, I thought things would bounce around and there'd be a bit more volatility and actually give us a little bit more opportunity to to rotate some money. Yes. Uh, that hasn't been the case. It doesn't mean it won't be the case. Um, I do think markets do think central banks have got the markets back. So if we do have a little bit more volatility leading into the US election, I'd probably view that as as an opportunity, rather than uh, a run for the exits. So, um, nothing major in portfolios at the moment. A little bit of tweaking. So, we will be writing to clients and doing a little bit of little bit of rebalancing over the next quarter. But it's it, it really isn't anything too material, and we're not uh, we're not going all in one way or the other. We we still think diversification's the right right way to play the strategy. I call in the next few podcasts is flush out further over the next six months. That'll then guide the way we tilt portfolios. So answering, you know, where do we think the US-China relationship's going, how nasty that gets, because that has massive implications for Australia. And we're, we're seeing that this week with what's going on with some journalists and some tit for tat. Yes. Um, and how MMT is used used to finance US deficits. And and if it is, it's going to have a massive impact on where interest rates are. So any value investor will tell you assets are expensive today, whether it's property, shares, and that's because rates are low. So that discount rate is low. If rates stay low, that is going to be maintained. Uh, However, if we see rates pick up, uh asset prices will be in trouble so it's a massive massive uh thing to get our head around and as we said we're going to tackle that but that's almost a, a whole podcast on its own
0: yeah agree agree um so james i might just uh, uh, move on from there if that's okay with you um we uh just wanted to confirm dates around an investment seminar that we want to be running digitally so uh, uh via a webinar if you like um, as I said, just waiting to confirm dates on that. Do you want to expand on just who we've got coming to uh, coming to present?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, David Bassinay's from from he works he works for Better Shares, but he's been an economist at a number of uh, big financial institutions and done some stuff with Money Magazine and been in the media. So he's a pretty sharp presenter. Uh, we've seen his presentations, and he he explains things well that most clients can relate to. So we'll get him on to give his outlook and view. And we'll probably try and get one of our portfolio managers that's either running money in international or Aussie equities on as well to give a bit of an update on uh, on what they're liking and what they're not liking, where they see value and, and so forth. So we'll try and get something out to clients in the next week and hopefully we can get a few join in and, and have a listen.
0: Sounds great. It'll be. Uh, we think it's a real opportunity to get uh, a, a, a large number of our clients there, given that you know the ability to uh, do it from well your home if you're based in uh, in Melbourne, rather than uh, you know coming into the coming into the CBD after hours. So, uh, we, as you said, we'll have that invite out uh, shortly. Though
1: while all, we've got many clients on the line, I am looking forward to being able to catch up with you and and have a glass of wine or yeah, a beer.
0: Absolutely. It's been a long year. It has. It has indeed. Um, okay. Uh, look, I think that probably is a good place to finish the podcast. Any, any final thoughts you wanted to, uh, to share, James?
1: Yeah. No, no I think it's actually been in a crazy year. It's actually been quite a stable few months. As I said, that may change a little bit leading into the US election, but I wouldn't be too frightened if that's the case. I'd look at it more as an opportunity rather than something to be fearful of.
0: Yeah, it's, I think that's a great summation. One of the things we've talked about during the year that you know I, I find interesting, just that you know the human condition, the ability to adapt to things that if you were told ahead of time they were going to happen, you know, to be to be horror. Like, how could that happen? What, what's gonna, what's it going to be like? How are we all going to react? It's amazing how quickly we as humans adapt to a new normal.
1: C- correct, and I I certainly think the worst of COVID is behind us. We still had a little bit of water uh, under the bridge to cross, particularly for us here in Victoria. But hopefully in six and 12 months time, we're spending less of our time talking about that and moving on to those bigger issues that shape portfolios and asset class returns moving forward.
0: Well, I know uh, for me, I am, and I assume pretty much everyone on listening to the podcast would be feeling the same. That's fingers crossed that uh, you are absolutely correct. Very good. All right. Um, before we finish up, I might just uh, uh, let everybody know that um, we we think there may be just the odd a little bit of uh, quality that's not quite as good as normal because again, we're not in the same room. Uh, we're you know um, uh, in the land of Wi-Fi and dealing with the connection between uh, James and myself. We we think in the main it's been pretty good, but that just might be the odd spot. So apologies for that. Uh, we'll see if we can do something to rectify that uh, next time we do a podcast. Um, James, look, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today.
1: Pleasure, Jason. Hopefully we can do it face-to-face again because we do live further than five kilometres apart. So uh, if uh, if that's no longer an issue, I'll I'll come over your place and, uh, and we won't have that issue.
0: Well, the other option is we'll meet somewhere like Brunswick and we'll just shout at each other across the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> All right. Thanks, James. Thanks, Jason. Bye, everybody. The information in this podcast is intended to be general in nature and does not take into account your personal situation. Therefore, it does not constitute and is not intended to be financial services advice. You should consider whether the information is appropriate to your needs and where appropriate, seek professional personal advice from your financial advisor.